Did Jesus really rise from the dead? If so, this changes everything, and we should follow him. If not, Christianity is entirely in vain, as Paul said. What evidence do we have that he really did raise from the dead? Let's take a look. Michael. I'm David. And welcome back to the Facing the Gates part podcast. I can't I can't even speak. Wow. We're already off to a great start. Well, this is part two of the resurrection episode. Um last time we were talking about some of the claims that were made, historically speaking, about Jesus' resurrection, and then looking at the different theories to see what accounts for what and having a general discussion about it. And today we're gonna wrap that up. So Let's start with claim number five. If you missed the first four claims, it was in the last episode. You should go listen to it. Seriously, we mean it. Go listen to it. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty great. Also a little bit of a clusterfuck, but it's fun. Yeah, we did get off topic. All of our podcasts, we get a little off topic, but that's okay. But back on topic. On topic, claim number five. The news of the resurrection was immediately proclaimed in Jerusalem. Many external sources of the time attest to Christianity growing out of Jerusalem. There had to be compelling evidence for the resurrection for the early Christians to stay in Jerusalem. After all, their Messiah had just been killed there. If they were just some cult, they would have gone somewhere they wouldn't have been able to be disproven. This is what cults do. They shelter their people from opposing views. But no, what the Christians did instead was walk straight into the Sanhedrin, the place where Jesus was condemned, and condemned the leaders for crucifying Jesus. They were either completely insane or absolutely convinced. The conspiracy theory doesn't really explain this because the Christians confronted Jesus' enemies directly as opposed to leaving Jerusalem. The mythic theory doesn't explain this because in the creed in 1 Corinthians 15, it was presumed to have been written within three years of Christ's death. This creed stated that Jesus died for our sins, was buried, rose again on the third day, and appeared to people. The hallucination theory states that the the witnesses could have hallucinated the resurrection. This theory has a very slim chance at explaining this, but as mentioned before, it's highly improbable that so many people hallucinated. Nor does a hallucination imply a bodily resurrection like the early Christians distinctly taught. The resurrection theory best explains this detail because uh, if Jesus really rose again and his followers were really the witnesses, it would give them the courage to proclaim that it really happened. And I'll turn it over to you guys. I'm just going to look up at you, and that's when I'll let you speak. It's usually going to be after my thoughts on the resurrection theory because that's how each section ends. Because I feel like it's getting a little formulaic, but (laughs) whatever. Anyway, go ahead. I'm just processing that right this moment if you want to be honest with you all right well i'll turn it over to david yeah i mean pretty nice and concisely said because 
it putting in fact like the physical resurrection did happen and all that it would give them the courage i don't necessarily believe like even because like i mean as we've seen with kind of modern cult of personalities some people like to go up to their enemies and give them but at least for that time it would have been unheard of with yeah and got, even with their, their god just got killed yeah so. and with most spiritual cults it doesn't really happen it, and also this is rome we're talking about yeah very so what 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 we're getting down to is they had to be convinced and fucking insane yeah basically yeah yeah i mean let's just put it fucking honest i mean they, they had to have some balls to go up in there It'd be like an atheist going up to the pub, be like, "You're fucking wrong." I mean, I, I would do that. You're for, going to get knocked the fuck out by security. I mean, I, yeah. I would do that for a lot of things, but kind of how Catholicism is ran, but and not on their beliefs because that'd just be a dick move, right? It'd be like walking up to fucking an the ISIS leader or Al Qaeda leader, be like, "Well, actually." <laughs> you guys are fucking wrong, and I can prove it. And they'd cut your head off. Exactly, or just well, fucking shoot you because they don't yeah. have time. <laughs> yeah, you, you're not they even worth time to grab the camera. They probably get that like every other day. Yeah, so you got to be a little bit fucking insane and extremely convinced and super ballsy. Yeah. All right. Well, them women that went up there along with those men, fucking, they rolled on there because you can't walk with nuts that damn big. <laughs> All right, bouncing well, like well a fucking. Said by Michael. Off my right. tangent, onto the All next right. point. Well, let's go to claim number six. The disciples and witnesses suffered voluntarily for proclaiming that Jesus rose from the dead. External evidence from multiple sources state that the apostles were martyred for their proclamations, and we'll actually be discussing this on an episode very soon. The next episode, actually, we'll be talking about that. Um, internal evidence from Paul proves that the early Christians were facing persecution. These people were not killed because they were lunatics or liars. After all, they had nothing to gain. If they wanted power, why would they establish churches they had little control over? The early Christians started churches quickly and then moved on to start more churches. In hindsight, this led to later church leaders having to fight off various heresies and false teachings. Christianity wasn't a cult because it spread throughout the world. Again, many cults try to shelter their followers from being proven wrong. The Christian leaders were martyred because they really believed that they saw the risen Jesus after he was crucified. The conspiracy theory only explains that Christianity was invented to get its early followers killed, which makes no sense. The mythic theory doesn't explain why people got themselves killed. The hallucination theory... Well, it would have been impossible. It would have had to have been, sorry, it would have had to have been such an intense hallucination that many people were willing to die for. This is simply unlikely. Or the resurrection theory, if Jesus really rose again, it would explain why the disciples would die for it. If Jesus died for them, they would be willing to do the same in return. Again, people are willing to die for fucking anything. Yeah. And that's the only mute point I have to put out is people will fucking die for any dumb fucking reason. And also like with the idea of 
kind of it couldn't have been a cult because I mean technically cults are main are like just small religions and the ideas we have placed upon cults especially now is just because we deal with a lot of weird radical cults and I I might be controversial about this but like in my eyes some sects of Christianity have cult-like behaviors. I mean... Well, I mean, there are yeah. cults that are derived from Christianity. I mean, <clears throat> Mormonism. Well, I think a lot of, like, televangelists and stuff like that, that... Uh, I might even well, like, get yeah. on that topic. Yeah. But... Fire and The main Revival difference in Myers between, like, a cult and a religion is how far, like... Because they technically can all start out as cults, but then they expand and they get a foothold. But, yeah, I mean... It's, it's well documented. Christians were heavily persecuted in the early years. And to touch on David's viewing of a cult, I look at a cult based on how much control it has over the individual. Mm-hmm. So, I don't see preachers coming to your house like, ah, you're naked, put clothes on. Or, you know, most modern religions don't do that over here. Except, yeah. you know... Mormon sectors, some Jehovah Witness sectors, outlier sectors, mm-hmm. or like the weird spiritualist hippies that live in the fucking mountains and worship crystals and shit. Mm-hmm. So when I that's how when I hear cult, that's how I view it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, cult in ter- today lot. is a little bit more of a it's elusive mo- term. Yeah, because like now it plays heavily into the p- position of power one has be it financially like physically whatnot. like you sign your rights away when you join Scientology that's a fucking cult yeah they got a great marketing scheme though like McDonald's McDonald's of religion yeah but kind of how I see it like back then Christianity is a Chick-fil-A religion yeah. they're always happy to have you <laughs> yeah but yeah but basically how I see it especially back then was a cult was anything different that was small and it was small to avoid persecution mm-hmm yeah. Yeah. But on to our next point. But do you think, uh, I guess to go ahead and wrap up on that, because we've, we've dabbled around it, do you do you think that Christianity was a cult? Back then? I mean, yeah. It, if it, you, in, well, in, in context? In context? It started very small. Well, anything starts small. Yeah. You have to. And... To avoid persecution, but then afterwards they realize, hey, this is what I believe. There's a bunch of people like me. And they started building upon that, which, again, was an issue and a necessary issue, but an issue inning of itself. So it started as a cult, but it built bigger. It, and it less, got its rooting. Yeah, it, it got its roots grown, and you can't just yank it up now. Because, I mean, they could burn all churches down and... Like destroy most of the people as long as there's like a one to a handful of people that believe that they're gonna find other people that believe similar things and rebuild. Yeah, and in my modern view, there's still a lot of <laughs> cult-like things in modern religions, but I'm not gonna call them a cult. Yeah, a cult, not a cult. A cult. Let me, right. Let me yeah. phrase that yeah. for all yeah. people. Yeah, the, the uh, occult. Those with more like modern hermeticism. Big words. I, I think the problem is, and and like I get where you're coming coming from. from, but the problem is these were 
based off of eyewitness testimonies and, yeah. and things that people actually experienced. So, I mean, it, and it's based off of historical information as opposed yeah. to some shit somebody wrote in a manifesto and some... Because, I mean, if it were some cultish manifesto that somebody was trying to brainwash a bunch of people, you, you would think by now we would have found something. But that's, yeah, that's just my... You would think by now we would have stopped Scientology, but it's ever-growing. I thought it was, like, pretty much dead. No. no. Cool. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, for... it's not as big, though. Oh, it? bullshit. I mean, I don't... I mean, there's a lot more defectors from Scientology, but there's still a lot of people in being controlled by it. Yeah. And and I mean, and for us, it falls basically in the, like, back then, how a cult would be, basically, the cult would be something different. Mm -hmm. Something small, different, and even if it was eyewitness testimony, and kind of that following from even before that crucial moment for Christianity, technically, in our sense, they would have been definitely back then considered a cult just because of their size and... Well, I mean, like I said, they were kind of like a rogue sect of Judaism. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a rogue sect, that, that's something... It was Following a radical this dude idea. who claimed to be God, essentially. Yeah. So, nothing wrong with... So, I mean, I can kind of see where you're coming yeah, from. Just, just it like, is a little... And I was... I actually... Um, recently watched uh, a movie about like basically Jesus's ministry. And um, it, it dawned on me then when I was able to visually see it on a screen, just how weird it probably would have been for people oh, to yeah. have worshiped a human being. Yeah. I mean, that's like, we look at the people who, who are worshiping men who say they're the second coming of Christ. Yeah. We look at them like, dude, what in the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. This dude I mean, is even white now, as me. Even now, thinking of Christianity, you think of it more in spiritual. abstract, spiritual, supernatural yeah. terms. You don't think of it like, oh, yeah, Jesus was like an actual dude. Like, yeah. he could come back any time and still be an actual dude, and that's God. Because we think of the Holy Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Like, and that's an abstract concept because you can't physically, I mean, you see representations of them yeah. in art, but you don't think of it and then always we'll, consciously as like, this is a real And we talk of Jesus being. as yeah, the son of existed. God. Yeah. And inside of Jesus Christ, the physical manifestation of the son of God, we think of the son of God. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's just the, looking back at it, <clears throat> in most Christians today would be fucking lying if they said, yeah, I'd be a Christian right away. Right fucking away. No, I was honestly thinking about that. Like, what if I were living during that time? Let's say I were a Jewish person. And I, I mean, like, it, it, everything would be different, first of all. So yeah. it's hard to superimpose what I might do. But I mean, would I yeah, follow Yeah, you would Jesus? have to play a large, like, sociology kind of game because based on the culture, based on everything else besides like your personal input you would not i mean you'd be persecuting them the only reason but it depends well, i mean there were jews that followed him but yeah. if if i were like a a very poor person that were disenfranchised those were generally the people that yeah. jesus reached out to or if you were if a strong were, or at least jewish faith which you have straight away from 
your technical Jewish faith into Christianity. Yeah, because yeah, that's what the apostles, uh, the disciples did. Or if you look at it today, think of how when you talk to atheists and how they view religions, seems fuck. If you take them terms as literal, it seems fucking crazy. Yeah, and so to make it, a one eighty. To any Christians out there who are like, hell been that they would have been a Christian. If they had saw Jesus in the flesh, they would have fucking got down, fucking started worshiping him and turned to a Christian right then. You're bullshitting yourself. You're not being honest. I mean, you You might have, have, but but it's really hard to, that's that's the thing for me. The odds are against you. Not necessarily. It's just there's so much that would be different. Like you think about how you are today because of your culture and your society and your place and time and everything. But 2,000 years ago, you would not be like you are now yeah. in the slightest. So it's really hard to impose what you would yeah, or wouldn't I mean, do. Pretty because much, you, might, you might be super yeah, poor, and, you might be super yeah, rich, you might a fun, be a fun, soldier, you might be this or that. I mean, it's just really... Yeah, I mean, and like, for example, um, in one of my classes, we had a discussion, like, in 1860, you basically the only things, like, you're your same gender you're the same age you're your same race how would you be and it's like yeah in 1860 i'd be a poor farmer and heavily but even still there's a lot of variables that like you could have been this or that yeah but But. based on kind of what we know from history we can correlate like oh yeah most people like in 1860 were poor farmers yeah um and minor tradesmen yeah or at best and it was like, because a lot of people see history, it's like, oh, yeah, I'd be rich and famous. It's like, no, you'd be a f- poor farmer. Yeah. yeah and Most a, people a f- were poor farmers. A fun thought experiment to run, mm-hmm. which I actually showed you this song after we recorded last time, was uh, Kendrick's song, How Much Does a Dollar Cost? Mm-hmm. That's literally a mix between a moral question and a thought experiment of, if you just happen across a man who said he was the son of God, how would you react without the knowledge if he is or isn't? How would you try to pick apart that brain? What would you pick up on? All of what questions would you ask? Yeah. And what would I would it, definitely be asking a lot of questions because this guy's yeah. got to I got to I got to test him, make sure he's yeah, not some and bullshit. Even more like getting more kind of crazy. What happened if like Jesus like resurrect the whole kind of Jesus timeline didn't happen yet. And you were the first one to like meet him and him yeah, what asking. If, what if you were the first apostle? Pretty much. Before even anything happened. Yeah. How would you even react because it's such a weird idea, like to hear this, and he, he Jesus was a very convincing man. Yeah, and even then, it's obvious that you know not everyone believed, and he was extremely convincing. And I mean, he performed miracles. He raised people from the dead. He healed sick. He raised one guy from the dead, yeah, and then he, you know, raised himself. He was a uh, had to be a good public speaker. Yeah. He spoke in the synagogue. Yeah. He fucking... He had everything it took to be a fucking god incarnate. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, this has been a... Do some good old sociology. 
Yeah. It's good for you. There, there's some education's good for you. And before you judge anyone from the past or the present, do some good soul searching always. Yeah. Because it's easy to judge the people who persecuted Jesus. It's easy to judge people who didn't believe. 2020. To mm. believe. But you got to even just imagine yourself there and realize that you might, more than likely, if you look at the amount of people who believed versus the amount of people who didn't, you would have thought them people were fucking crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it, if you had the same situation now that historically happened, yeah, 99% of people would do the exact same thing. Yeah, okay, but back on topic. All right, yeah, we've, we've been on a little tangent, but that, it's it was interesting. A good thought experiment for claim, all you people who do at home. Claim number seven. This was that the tomb was empty. 75% of scholars agree on this fact. Now, some scholars believe that the body was discarded instead of buried, but multiple sources claim that it was a tradition to bury bodies, and two of those sources, Mark and Paul, claim that Jesus was buried. Archaeological evidence also supports the idea of burial after crucifixion. Now, this is the part where it gets a little spicy. Uh, Jesus was claimed to have been buried in the tomb of a Sanhedrin member, which were the people that crucified him, which would have been an insult. The tomb's location was known by the public, and if it weren't empty, people could just go find out for themselves. Matthew dispels the rumor that the body was stolen, which is what the Jews at the time were telling people had happened. But if the body were stolen, why wasn't it found? Both the Jews and the Christians agreed that the body was missing. Another important detail to note is that the penalty in Rome for stealing a dead body at this time was death. So if the early Christians were to steal the body of Christ, they would quite literally be risking their lives. Jesus was also crucified during Passover, a time where the city was flooded with pilgrims. If the disciples had stolen the body, there would have been plenty of opportunity for people to witness it. The conspiracy theory would have to have claimed that the disciples risked their own lives to steal a body, fake that Jesus rose again despite them not expecting it to happen, get the body out of the Sanhedrin area of town, and hide it in an overcrowded city. This theory, to say the very least, is highly implausible. The hallucination theory essentially is impossible because everyone in Jerusalem would have had to have hallucinated an empty tomb. The mythic theory, again, flies in the face of all the evidence presented. Something definitely happened to someone around this time. Claiming it was made up doesn't explain the evidence. The resurrection theory ultimately best explains this piece of evidence because if the tomb was actually empty, it's highly implausible that any alternative event took place given the context we just discussed. Jesus was actually raised from the dead. And I'll turn it over to you. That was the final claim, so I'll get your final thoughts. And when, then we'll, we'll go into the concluding section. When you say hallucinated the dead body, give me... My, my brain's working hard over here. Give me the context of that. The claim is that the tomb was empty. So for everyone, for that claim to be true, everyone in Jerusalem would have had to have hallucinated an empty tomb. Because you could just go to the tomb and see that it was yeah, empty. Yeah, that, that, that's... Quite impossible. The, no, the my my yeah. only thing is 
robberies happen all the time in plain sight and no one's ever found it. We have great technology now. If someone really wanted to fucking steal a body, they'll steal a body. Okay. It's been proven in history. But Bodies... you're going to fake a resurrection that you didn't expect to happen in the first place? No. That's that's the problem with it. Is there, yeah. There's multiple problems with it. But see, Sure, maybe it was. And when we get into the concluding thoughts, you'll you'll notice, like, sure, there's certain things that fit. But which one accounts for all the evidence? Yeah, I just and each that. one has pieces and problems. Like you can you can twist it and be like, yeah, maybe the conspiracy theory would work. But you have multiple claims and you have a lot of evidence to explain which theory explains the evidence the most. A mass dose of LSD to all the people. I mean, ergot in the rye. I don't think that would explain it. Yeah, would have been pretty funny though. <laughs> Uh, right. What about pr- you, David? Pr- pretty funny. That, that would be pretty fucked up. <sighs> yeah, I mean, like the mass hallucinary scenario, yeah, pre- pretty much a no-go. It, it would, now if that was the case, that'd be quite something to research and uh, take a time machine and experience that hallucination because, holy shit. It would be a miraculous hallucination. Yeah. Maybe that's why we haven't found out time, time travel yet. <laughs> Or maybe it's because time would explode if we actually time traveled. I'm willing to take the risk. Or if, if time travel existed, we would already know because it would have already happened. Because of time travel. Unless it wasn't meant to be found out until now. <laughs> and they were made to blend in like some Assassin's Creed type blending in. All right, well, we're getting, we're getting too meta. Super meta. <laughs> yeah, Bro, we're, we're getting I, into like butterfly theory any, territory. Real quick, anyone out there who's listening, if you have a time machine... I'm the dumbass that wants to hop in there, and I'll give it a go. Don't let him do it. He will destroy everything. Actually, it's not going to happen because he, it would have already been destroyed. He's going to be would a it, person. Would it have been God's plan anyway? The end of the world. Tur- turns out I'm not GameStop, <laughs> like, five years from now, like, soars up in price again, and he bought them at, like, the cheapest. Or he bought, like, a million dollars worth of Dogecoin or something stupid like that. And, like, I come back, and it's like, well, guys... I was wrong. But I think we can all agree, at least on this claim, that what the only it? theory that makes sense is the resurrection theory. What if the prophets were time travelers? Stop with the time traveling. What if there were I mean, aliens in the Bible? For like a clear... Right, listen, History Channel. Concise, kind of one, <laughs> one size fits all. Yeah. I wish... It makes sense, but we also don't know, like... Unfortunately, we don't know that if there were grave robbers or... For that, because, I mean, who would want to be like, yeah, I grave robbed, uh, I robbed the grave, tossed away the body of a person that was ridiculed and persecuted and literally crucified and put away in shame. And then you have to explain the bodily resurrection and appearances and stuff like that. Yeah. So, all right, well, let's go into the the, uh, concluding thoughts. Real quick. Oh, God. I wish the viewers at home could see this face I'm about to make. Aliens. (laughs) Aliens. <laughs> uh, y- y'all you, know can, you know what he's talking about. Yeah. yeah. All right. So here's a few other problems for alternative theories to the resurrection hypothesis. If Jesus being Messiah were made up, why would he have been crucified? No one would want to follow a Messiah who died. If Jesus being Messiah were made up, why would he pray to the father that he could get out of being crucified? In the garden of Gethsemane, just before his crucifixion, he prayed, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. 
Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Why would this embarrassing detail be left in each of the four Gospels if it weren't true? Similarly, why would Jesus cry out to God on the cross, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? This is the Messiah we're talking about here. That's embarrassing. Why would you leave that in unless it really happened? There are too many embarrassing details that, at the time, would discount the credibility of the story here, but instead of hiding them, they were deliberately left in. With alternative theories, we must remember, possibility doesn't equal probability, and we must follow the evidence where it leads. you have any thoughts on that before I, I go into the, each of the, the theories? Concluding thoughts? I'll let you go first, David. Yeah. I uh, mean... Like basically, the, in summary, is it's just very counterintuitive for a lot of the things that were claimed, like the women seeing the tomb, or you know the Messiah being crucified and yeah. him raising from the dead when people didn't expect that. All this stuff is like this is really like out of left field. So why would that be there if it were made up? It's humanizing. Yeah, I mean, it brings it easier to digest for us because we are for us of Earth nowadays. Back then, and they would have yeah. not. Though no, I mean, but it, it's more relatable yeah. because it's in earthly terms. And thinking from like a fucking outsider Judeo following, the disenfranchised people out of status quo, it makes more sense to have like those flaws, those faults, because that's kind of more like, oh, okay, okay. Instead of like, oh yeah, you're you're just Joe Blow, you know, you you don't ask why you were being forsaken. Yeah, because if you you went the if any of us went to a church and they're like, oh yeah, you're gonna sacrifice that, and they fucking tie us up, like God, why? Come on, man! It's a humanizing thing to have these little embarrassments and details. It it ties it more to the human form than the supernatural or spiritual. So therefore, it is easier for someone of our levels mm-hmm. to be like, "Hey, I relate to that because these things add up to me." Instead of battle in the heavens and Jesus going down and beating the shit out the devil and God casting fury upon man, it's more humanizing and. Yeah, it broke uh, that, rescuing. It broke that sense. status quo. Because I mean, like, yeah, as I said, it reaches out more towards those outcasts that were following him. So, yeah, who else would be good to follow him? Well, continue that following and be like into it than the same people that already had the belief. Yeah, because you're not going to change beliefs of people who are set in their ways so if you want to start anything you got to reach out and by putting those little tidbits in there they created something different they created something more relatable to who they were trying to reach who jesus was trying to reach yeah well i mean it it reached i mean i'm not trying to say like it only reached the poor but like it reached people of all and it changed history completely which we'll talk more about in the next episode but to us, it's like, oh, yeah, that's relatable. That's different. That's nice. You know, it sounds nice to us because our society is yeah. built upon a, a lot of history that 
Christianity yeah. laid the groundwork for. Yeah. But for, back then, yeah. what I'm getting at is with the cultural context, it's really counterintuitive yeah. and hurts their case or would have hurt their case. In it's the criteria of embarrassment yeah. that is like checks every yeah, box. With, with the mainstream cultural context, but we don't know what that outsider culture was and like the viewpoints of everybody because that could change like okay now if they were all like yeah yeah that's embarrassing don't put it in there and then someone just writes it down you would have to psychoanalyze everybody and understand why that was written down yeah and that's like uh when we think of jesus walking with the people we don't think of walking with the kings and the lords and the the high-ranking warriors we think of him walking with the everyman, the sick, the poor, the prostitutes, the, you know, normal person who yeah. you would encounter. We don't think of him as, you know, just kissing a king's ass like, yeah, bud, you're getting it in heaven. Yeah. It's not fucking what the That's... message was. That's not what his message was. Yeah. So those, those little human details really add all together to kind of create a cohesive humanizing Story, aspect of Christianity to type from the spiritual to the physical. <clears throat> All right. So I'll give some final thoughts on each of the theories. Um, the mythic theory ignores many historical facts and pleads ignorance in order to create an alternative explanation. The conspiracy theory can't account for the disciples testimonies, the empty tomb or why complete skeptics would convert and believe the Christians. The hallucination theory requires miraculous and unheard of types of hallucinations that have never happened since, including multi-group, multi-sensory hallucinations of the exact same thing, which were caused, which caused other people, some of which who did not hallucinate, to suddenly believe their story. The resurrection theory is the best explanation of the evidence given because this theory is also the primary one posited by its witnesses. Other theories are attempts to explain away the, cl the claims of Christianity that came later by people who weren't witnesses. Could you imagine a court case being determined by ignoring the people who were the actual witnesses and relying solely on people who were opposed to the witnesses? How would that be a fair trial? If the resurrection actually happened, it would also explain why the early Christians were so motivated to spread the news and how Christianity exploded in the second century. So I guess in concluding thoughts and my question for you guys after this is, um, given this information, what do you think happened? How much of this, both historical context and just everything that we've discussed between the, this episode and the previous one, how much of it were you aware of prior to today? And I will, I'll turn that over to you to give your thoughts for those two things. I was aware of a, I'm not going to say, it's weird. To say, I want to say aware of a decent chunk of it, but there is new things, obviously, because it's what this is about, expanding more of than just what we were taught in church and all that. Mm -hmm. And I still, I got a lot of research to do. Just like with any religion, I got a lot of research to do. Yeah, and I can I can send you the video that I, I referenced to make this note, uh, this outline. Because obviously, uh, it's a lot more concise than I put it. I basically took his points and then spread it out over like two hours, essentially. Yeah. So 
it's more concise when he presents it and it's like okay i can't deny that yeah, when I, I saw that video honestly in my ex- exploration there are certain religions that are off table because i just can't buy into it like a lot of the monotheistic religions and uh i just personally can't buy into islam or certain sectors of judaism and certain sectors of christianity mainly the offsprings of christianity like mormonism uh what are Jehovah Witnesses considered? They're they're still non mainstream. Non mainstream. They're, they're not. So they're, they're like an offshoot. <laughs> that isn't necessarily this is gonna recognized. Be, this is going to be controversial. But when the Protestant Reformation happened, uh, you kind of have uh, different thoughts and different churches stemming off from the Protestants, and then the Counter Reformation and everything. So there's no unifying body under Protestantism to say these guys are heretics. The, they are teaching false things, but they came out of Protestants. Mormons and Jehovah's Witnesses came out of Protestant beliefs. They're an offshoot of Protestant so Protestantism, like, technically. But if they if they were an offshoot of Catholicism or, or offshoot of Orthodoxy, those churches have the authority to say this is false because that's what a lot of early ecumenical councils did is they were like the— um, the instance on whether or not Jesus rose again physically or spiritually, that was a case of a heresy that an ecumenical council of church people came together and determined, like, you know, they heard a case on both sides and determined that this is true and this is false. So under Protestantism, you don't have a unifying body to say these guys are heretics, and this may be offensive to some people, but, you know, Mormons and Jehovah's Witnesses, Scientology, these are televangelists. They're, yeah. Well, they're non-mainstream Christianity. I, I, yeah, I would call some. They, they, some of if them heretics. we had a governing body to call them out, they would be considered heretics. Hey, everybody in America, you know, if you got some evidence that people don't really believe what they're preaching and they're just a bunch of assholes, let's fucking call them out. Fuck it, let's do it ourselves. Yeah. Anyway, what what were you getting at with that? You, you're but talking about certain religions that you can't get into. Th- there's a lot. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even consider like those as christian in my opinion i wouldn't say like oh well i need to buy into one of those because that's christian it's not well, really being as an agnostic I it's just kind at, of i gotta look at everything hey he's going through the it's giant, like knockoff christianity he's going through to the be grocery store of religion no, i'm looking at like the tree and all the seeds that fall and how they each grow and granted that seed might be a little fucked up looking yeah but you gotta gotta say it started somewhere yeah and so Which there is an episode we're going to be doing soon oh, on why Christianity over other religions. So you'll enjoy that. Probably. And there's still a lot of spaces because especially since my personal beliefs is any religious text, you got to find the meaning in it. Don't take it necessarily word for fucking word. So there's a lot of things I'm reading and researching and trying to figure out about myself first and then where I fall in. Right. If there is a, religion that i truly believe in because i am very not against organized religion and agnostic Um, which there was something i was gonna say i'm not gonna spoil anything because that'll be a topic for later but yeah i'm very against organized religion (laughs) as we've discussed previously and don't get me wrong just pre-faith people at home you're a good person i don't judge you based on what you believe I judge it based on your actions so I don't, don't be an ass. I don't blame you because I can understand there's a lot of garbage there's a lot um, of fucked up people in a lot of good places 
there's a lot of there's a lot of good seeds. There's a lot of bad seeds. And the tree everything. metaphor comes back. Granted, you see where it falls, and that one might be a little fucked up, but you got to recognize the tree it came from. Yeah, to me, and that that's why I'm really that's what I was gonna say. Um, that's why I really focus with this series is trying to be as objective as possible and not focusing so much on certain people and what certain people teach and, and, certain and stuff sex. like that. I'm trying to get to the root of the history and the reliability and the objective case of it. You know, like we mentioned with the reliability of the New Testament, it's reliable, long story short. you If you compare the same... Uh, skepticism that you might have for Christianity going in to other religions it's the case is nowhere near strong for other religions in terms of the reliability of their texts that's a different story but it, it this the foundation historically is a lot more grounded in Christianity than you will find for other religions and that's for me if I were you I would look at that approach and say like okay Let's stop worrying about what all these people are saying. Let's actually look at the, like the reliability of the text and then the reliability of like their claims and what they're basing it off of and then kind of go from there because that gets you away from the noise of like what people are saying about yeah. it. And but. I think the hardest thing, especially in a modern society, is trying to find true non-biased. And also trying to be open to that acknowledging your own bias and acknowledging that there's going to be bias in anything that you read because naturally given our area or race and when i think of religion i think of christianity mm-hmm. and so when explore when accepting my agnosticism i have to also look at my previous bias and my my natural bias into my environment plus my current bias which yeah. is true skepticism and accepting of that and trying to search and find my own way and in a sense, pave my own spiritual path, even if I don't purchase an organized plan, essentially, mm-hmm. on the how, and just kind of coming more well-versed in my thoughts, why I think that way. And so there's some things that some churches do great, some sectors of Christianity do great, and then there's other things that the same sector does very shittily Yeah, in my books. And so it's just one of those things that's helping me kind of find those things out and then it's given me respect for the research you put in and the conversations we have because even though he's a non-believer i'm a skeptic Mm -hmm. you're still bringing these forth and you're accepting that we may not believe what we can sit there and we like if this is true then yes this must be true or yeah was a person yeah and with that i gotta say thank you and i greatly respect that and that's what this podcast is based around everybody yeah loving your friends and respecting our differing opinions so even after the great foreskin debate 2021 (laughs) oh geez too bad that wasn't on recording oh that would have been a shit show yeah um so uh, i'll bring it back because you did kind of go off on a tangent which is fine but um based right now after like i mean you know you said like you don't really know before we went into the evidence like you don't know if he rose from the dead now given some of the information do you think it's at least more likely that he rose from the dead or do you or has has your opinion changed at all on that i guess and then i'll ask david the same question not really but it's gave me a lot more things to dive into to kind of figure it out if nothing else because it has been very informative and so then that can lead me to plant my little seeds and watch them grow I love that metaphor. 
Works for everything. Yeah. We right, should use it for like five episodes. Yeah. No, I'll you? forget it next week. I guarantee. Yeah. yeah. What about you, David? I pretty much the same. I'm still in my kind of views, but it does at least give me like your perspective and like in general, at least more educated, religious kind of objective viewpoints towards it. Mm-hmm. Because, like, as we say, like, for me, religion's very much would be a very personal thing, and it's still not there. And also, for me, like, the idea of resurrection such an abstract thing. It would be a big shocker. Yeah. Which is why we need an event time travel, so we can settle it <laughs> for all. I mean, time travel would settle a lot of stuff. It but would, it would also it would literally break time. Yeah. But who needs time if you you found you have like oh yeah let's all go back in time and let's watch the resurrection. But if all together, if God it. if God is true God and you are a true believer, then the breaking of time would not matter because in the end, heaven's where you go. This is this is a. This is this is rabbit trail, but I'm gonna I'm gonna respond to this. I we, we've been on this time travel thing. Yeah, Ma- Michael. Michael. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> just go ahead and say it. In my opinion, it is impossible for time travel to happen because if it does exist, it would have to. It move. would have have already happened at some point in time. It would also have to, move and it would matter. literally cause time to explode. Yeah, it would also to, have to, to move. Im- implode on itself. Yeah, move matter from like rapidly changing all matter but then, to a previous state. But then wouldn't matter have already been there? It would create a time loop and it would just it would just implode on itself. Yeah. Sounds philosophically or, speaking. You or, know, like you know how they say don't run into yourself if you time if you time travel, it will create a time loop. We would be living in a time loop if time travel happened. How do we know we're not? Yeah. Because it's not or, happening or, over again. We're or aging. A fun little idea is with time travel like there, there's no time travel proof barrier, so your everything's just including you is gonna be warped back. Anyway, and that's won't even that's exist. a that's a completely maybe we'll do a time travel episode one day, but I just wanted to settle that in sixty seconds or less. <laughs> that's my view on time travel. There you go. So, wrapping up, the only presupposition required to believe in the resurrection theory is that God exists and that miracles are possible. Which isn't too much of a stretch, given the previous episodes arguing for God's existence, and especially isn't hard to believe that most people during this time believed in God in some form. Other theories require less plausible presuppositions, such as the hallucination theories, multi-group, multi-sensory hallucination, which all happen to line up, or the conspiracy theories, scared followers risking their lives to steal Jesus' body fake a resurrection they didn't expect and getting away with it while there were so many likely witnesses. So my, I guess, ultimatum here is either the resurrection happened or it didn't. I think we can agree on that. Would you agree that either it happened or it didn't happen? Yeah, there, there's no in between. Yeah. yeah, there's no middle road here. Either it happened or it didn't. Either he came back or he's just fucking dead. If it happened... That makes Christianity true. Like, period. Full uh, stop. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the, like, keystones of Christianity. That is pr- the keystone that made it, Christianity Christianity. If it did not happen, 
you have to come up with a theory that explains all of that evidence and the rise of Christianity. And for any other theory, you, like I said, you really have to go twist and turn and like twist things in certain ways to make it work. And you have to like combine certain theories and it just doesn't work as well as the resurrection. If he rose again, it can easily plausibly explain all of those pieces of evidence. So, yeah, though, the kind of counteract that, like, for example, when we were talking about like creation of the world, like from an atheist standpoint, yeah, there's no beginning and end with that. It's just trying to piece all the pieces together based on what we can figure out. So not to discredit kind of that approach, but it's like, it basically is like, oh yeah, well, what if there's a new theory or new discovery based upon that? Well, if something new comes yeah. up, if new information comes in, you we would have to time. evaluate it based on that new information. Yeah, and then... But given the information yeah, we have... Currently. The resurrection theory is the best explanation, in well, my it, opinion. Yeah, it's the only one that goes straight through. Yeah, because what a lot of people fuck up with trying to ask these questions is they'll put it all on belief. And we all know you can get anyone to believe anything if you're good enough at it. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to look at more facts. And if this happened, then this had to happen kind of deals. Yeah. Yeah. And even with the resurrection there, there's still that belief in everybody being. That's the only presupposition yeah. required to believe it. And that's yeah. why it reaches so much challenge by historians and atheists is because they don't believe in God or it's the supernatural or anything. Yeah. So they automatically discredit that. Yeah. But the thing is you have a much harder time when you just immediately discredit that. Oh yeah. Explaining stuff. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I always do your research. Uh, because like, Oh, like for me, if I happen to believe, yeah, it makes the most sense. It's clear, concise, but we also agree with like, God creator, but yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. It's just like for me, being a filthy atheist, like, yes, he existed, but the resurrection is like that one part, yeah, because yeah. the rest is like clearly documented. But eh, and this, kinda, like, this also, miracle ideas, yeah, this also, um, you know, building on top of the philosophical arguments for God's existence, this is a very powerful argument for God's existence as well, and it's based on historical information. So, if we could, if we could say, all right, well, you don't like philosophical arguments for God's existence. Here's a historical account of the resurrection, yeah. and it's like, how many arguments for God's existence do we have to throw at the wall to get David to believe in God? But <laughs> a lot more, a lot, lot more. And I think a lot of the issue is, again, as you said, if someone doesn't believe, they'll just discredit instead of proving it wrong. Yeah. yeah. Like, and that's my challenge is if you don't believe that it happened, fine. But present me with your case. Yeah. Explain why you think that's the case. Explain what your theory is. Because now that you know, like the cultural context and stuff, like you got to come up with some explanation. Either it did happen or it didn't happen. If it didn't happen, other religions are on the table. If it did happen, they're all gone. So it is kind of like an ultimatum in that sense. But anyway, that's my... Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And again, because... I'm, I got to do my research and I got to do 
lot of thinking because I'm not going to say, oh, yeah. Yeah. And also, as a side note, mad respect for at least being willing to look into it. Because yeah. I, I think I mentioned this like last week, but like, I don't know if it was on on recording or not, but like at least you're willing to look into it yeah. and you're not going to blindly accept stuff and be like, yeah, I believe that. You're at least willing to look into it, and a lot of people aren't. A lot of people just want to believe what they want to believe. And a lot of people are a lot less, you know, people will say, like, oh, I need evidence. And really, you'll give them evidence, and it's not really evidence they need. It's, it's They just want to believe what they want to believe. They there, want re- there's nothing reaffirmation that they're correct. There's nothing yeah. wrong with, believe, with trusting beliefs, but if you just say, hey, this is just what I believe— I'm going to leave it at that. I can at least respect you being honest with me. Mm-hmm. Just like me going up to a Christian, like, hey, the resurrection, why do you believe that? A lot of people are just going to say on faith. Yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of them have not looked into it, at least around here, in my experience. And same with any biblical thing. It's like, hey. Which is also very anti-Christian of them because it literally says in the Bible you better give a reason why you believe what you believe and have I that mean, count in First Peter. Yeah, and I'm not asking someone to fucking research every little thing because we'll be here for a fucking millennia with half these fucking morons. But, <laughs> and that's that's no dig to Christianity because all religions are, and all non-religions no, I, are yeah, full We of talked morons. about that earlier with yeah. like But everyone's if you're going to call yourself way. a you know, someone strong in their religion or, you know, a child of God or whatever you fucking want to say. Have a fucking reason. And if you're going to call yourself an atheist and agnostic, have a reason. Bailey knows my reason why I'm an agnostic. Because he's an agnostic. David knows. That's his reason. And <laughs> my, my, my reason is no. And don't, no, no, just again, me. the biggest thing is have a reason don't be closed-minded and do your research. Yeah. So my three things. Yeah, I, especially if you're going to believe in religion, do your research. There's yeah. some, some things yeah. out there that you really shouldn't buy into. I mean, and if you you don't believe... And don't take everything so fucking literally. And, and if you don't believe... Except the, nuance. There's That's that's another the, problem the, people today can't do is like... Nuance. Small nuance. Understand nuance. Violence. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, and, and even if you're a filthy atheist like me... Right, right, just do a little reading because I mean, as we say, like a lot of stuff in the Bible is very historic, at least from the documents we have, historically accurate. Though, I mean, there's that big resurrection, that's kind of a problem for me. But at least I've done some reading, and even with other religions, do some reading, figure out, hey, if it might be right for you, yeah, congratulations, you're not a filthy atheist anymore. You might be Michael, Dr. Pepper. Yeah. And if you're going to try to sell anyone on a religion, don't hold any other, especially Christianity. Don't bring another humanly figure into this shit because there's no fucking second coming of Christ right now. It's fucking not. No man is above God in that sense. So I've actually talked to someone who's tried to bring another earthly figure into the thing. And it's like... Oh, honey, you were so wrong. <laughs> oh, the thinking like they're like the Antichrist or like no, that someone, someone's a prophet someone or was like brought, someone's the Jesus. Some to keep it in broad terms, someone was brought down by God and put in a certain position. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I know actually, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and a, a YouTube channel I follow uh, made a video about that. Anyway, yeah. um, but I yeah. gotta say it's been a let's let's do some wrapping up thoughts on this one before we wrap up this episode. 
my my ultimatum is it's and this may be just semantics with what you were saying but yeah. like when it comes to religion it's not it, the way i look at it is it shouldn't be uh i know spiritually it's a little bit more elusive and kind of opinion based there but you should be objective in your search and stuff like this is like either happened or it didn't and it's not going to be like a if that works for you then that works for you like this is like either it happened or it didn't and that makes it true whether you like it or not and if if you you, you just can't go off your feelings when it comes to beliefs about stuff like that cuz like it it might feel good but it might not be true yeah. it might feel bad but it might be true and that, that's one interesting thing about like religions because there are some that are like strictly spiritual and then stuff like Christianity that have a part in the physical and the spiritual. Though some people call like the spiritual ones more lifestyles and whatnot. Yeah. And this is also just my yeah. approach. I'm not like, I don't have, I don't go to, like I mentioned in my episode, I don't have a church home currently. So I can't vouch for a certain tradition that follows my line of thinking. But that's at least where I've gotten this far. Yeah, you've you've been to quite a few churches, and you're still you're still searching for the right one. Yeah, yeah. And what are your final thoughts, Michael? Final I mean, thoughts I know you are, probably said most of everything. Yeah, but beliefs are beliefs, but try to back up your beliefs as best you can. And if you don't have an answer, be honest about it, and always try to look at it from the opposing view side too. Yeah, and just. Try to be as well-versed as yeah. you can I mean, and be as honest as you can. That's what fucking matters in the end. Because like, Cause I could be wrong, you could be wrong, you could be wrong. It doesn't fucking matter at the end of the day. We're all people, and we're all here. And it's all it's essentially our cross to bear for our personal beliefs. All right. Well, I think that's about it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a wrap, guys. Yeah. It's been real. It's been real. It's uh, been fun. It's been real fun. Love yeah. you guys. All right. Next time, we're going to discuss... A topic that is often forgotten, what happened after Jesus rose again. Ooh. Yeah, because they really don't touch on that. Yeah, yeah. They just go, yeah, he, he lived and he fucking died and then he came back and he said, fuck you guys, I'm out.